You know, rather than waiting for the unexpected, why don't we just be the unexpected? On today's episode of the Gratitude Journal Podcast. This is the Gratitude Journal Podcast. Mm. Hello, my friends. Oh, man. Welcome back. Mm. Hold on. Hold on just a second. Oh, oh, that is so good. That is so good. Uh, Anybody who knows me or our family knows that mm, my wife makes fudge. We call it fudge. It's not really fudge. It's more like candy. It's, I don't even know. It doesn't really matter what we call it. It's just so damn good. And and I just had to finish this small morsel that I was eating after my, uh, <laughs> after my post-lunch walk today. And I realized that I didn't get a taste of anything sweet. And there was a little morsel of fudge laying there. So I, mm, pardon me, I had to... Uh, I had to uh, grab a little slice and oh my gosh, it's just so good. It's just so good. Uh, I wish you could taste it. It's, you know, fudge really is something I really don't historically like all that much. You know, the big, thick chunks of, of stuff you get like at, you know, the boardwalk or an amusement park or something like that. It just really never appealed to me all that much. And shortly after meeting my wife, uh, you know, her sons would talk about, you know, when are you going to make fudge? And I'm like, fudge? Oh, no, really? You make fudge? You know, I was kind of like, and then, you know, she made it. And then I realized that it wasn't fudge at all. It was really in its own category. It, it surpassed the whole archetype of fudge and it sort of moved into its own archetype. And um, so I just had to have some. So there you go. It's a fudge Thursday. This, the third day of September in the year 2020. Matthew is my name. Enjoying fudge. Boy, I wish you could have had a slice of that. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, you got to like peanuts, though, because we put peanuts in. So if you're allergic, it's not going to work. Uh, we always sort of hovered on this perimeter of, you know, should we try and maybe sell this fudge? Because, you know, everybody's like, when's when's grandma going to make the fudge? And when's Aunt Donna going to make the fudge? And it just kind of never happened. But uh, that's okay. That that, All that means is that there's just, you know, more for us. Uh, Here in Northeast Ohio, it is absolutely spectacular. Just, just, uh, just a marvelous day. Um, I did... I was able to sort of traipse around the neighborhood uh, briefly uh, before coming downstairs here in the in the basement lair to uh, record this episode of the Gratitude Journal podcast. And I'm showing gratitude for fudge and, uh, you know, just those small little morsels that tantalize your taste buds. And this goes along with, you know, everything in moderation, because if you have too much and, you know, your stomach's going to, you're going to feel all wacky. And, and, you know, this is almost like the perfect, uh, it's the perfect antidote to a global pandemic, which means that we all should be about 950 pounds more than what we normally are, because this seems like the never ending pandemic, right? But yes, it is a beautiful day here in Northeast Ohio, 
and uh, the fact that we are a mere, what, 10 days from the Cleveland Browns kicking off uh, in NFL football or whatever, whatever mode NFL football will emerge uh, under, you know, the under the guidelines of global pandemic 2020. So so hopefully this weather will sort of hang around through tomorrow because we have somebody coming over to give us an estimate on yet another tree that has fallen in our backyard. We kind of live on kind of a corner lot in the city and we have a number of trees on our property and this part of the property behind our house is just this part of the property that just goes it just it fills up with foliage and you know early in our living years on this property which is going on 11 years you know my wife would sort of climb down the hill and she would try to like cut back certain things and i would say to her why are you even bothering with that i mean the whole point in having this section of the property is so that you won't have to do anything with it and so we had several trees cut down over the years but we had a storm kind of blow in last week and there was a tree that had sort of a crack in it anyway and there must have been some sort of microburst that caught the middle part of this tree. Now, luckily, the tree did not fall on our deck and on our house. It sort of fell the opposite way. And so now uh, I'm dealing with more tree issues, which I think right now is the third time that I've had to have somebody come over and give me an estimate on dealing with this tree. So, uh, you know... Next time we live somewhere else, I tell Donna, I love trees, but I just don't want any more of them on my property. Between trees falling and potentially damaging my house or a neighbor's house, or as the other tree did, right as the pandemic was starting, it actually was ready to fall into the road that kind of goes on the side of our house. I don't need those issues. And really, you know, the more I dislike raking leaves, the less that I want actual trees on the property. So we'll see how that, we'll see how that turns out. As I'm eating a little bit of this fudge, I'm also noticing and have noticed over the past week or so, there's like this little twinge of something in one of my, one of my teeth upper left. And, you know, whenever you have a tooth that's kind of like bothering you, or you know that something doesn't feel quite right, you begin to sort of self-diagnose. And uh, it was really funny because I was just at the dentist for my six-month checkup last Monday, and nothing had occurred. And really, literally 24 hours after getting back home, I've sort of been kind of noticing something kind of going on, almost like the tooth said, oh, are we out of the dentist's office now? Okay, good. Now I can start to aggravate you. And that's exactly what happened. And so, you know, I think to myself, no, I really, I don't need a tooth issue in the middle of a global pandemic. I don't need a tooth issue with all of the things that we've sort of been dealing with. I don't need pain. I don't need aggravation. I don't need to chew on one side. Um, I don't want to ruin the whole experience of, of trying to enjoy a, a really good pumpkin ale now that we're approaching, you know, fall beer season by favoring one side because if something's too cold and it kind of gets on that upper left, it's going to cause pain. It's going to cause irritation. And I just don't need that right now. Like 
I don't want the problem. And then I'm sort of struck, you know, right in the middle of the head with a two by four, being reminded that really these problems really never go away. I mean, we think that we want to get a handle on these problems, and yet the problems just materialize as other problems once the first set of problems get solved or in our mind get solved as we wish they would get solved so that they would no longer pose an issue for us. When we think about it, this sort of pushing on the problem, like I just, I want to get this problem out of my hemisphere so that this problem is not a problem anymore is really sort of an illusion because the, the problems are really just going to continue to occur. And so really at my age, once I have one tooth solved, I mean, invariably, I'm going to be enjoying another piece of fudge down the road or uh, a Christmas ale or something like that. And invariably, I'm going to feel something else, maybe on the lower right this time. And, you know, maybe it's more pain sensitive or maybe it feels, you know, that there's pain emanating from the fact that I'm putting pressure on it. So who knows? Maybe I'm dealing with a root canal. I mean, now it's just, it's almost like it never ends. And there are those times during this pandemic when I'm sure that most of us have said, how many more things can happen? I know that I've said it. I've said it out loud. I've been saying it out loud for the past three weeks. How many more things can occur? And the answer is, it could be multiple things. We're just never really going to stop them from happening. We can't divorce ourselves from these problems. And it kind of re-echoes some things that I've been reading from Steve Hagen, who is a Zen Buddhist master. And it really hit home with me when I dealt with the tree issue <laughs> and now the tooth issue. And it's like, I'm just taking these problems, solving these problems so that I can clear the docket for some other unexpected problem that's going to happen. And in most cases, these problems are unexpected. You know, yesterday, my good friend Troy, who I do some work for, was recording and all of a sudden there was like these weird sounds in all of his recording. Like all of a sudden it just happened. And I was doing some editing for him and then I heard the sounds too because I had received this email from him. So I called him and I said, hey, I got about halfway through this file and I'm hearing the same sound that you had been hearing. Almost like he's, his microphone, he's recording audio and his microphone wasn't like securely plugged in, you know, to the end of the, the, the cord. And that's what it sounded like. Now, it may not have been anything like that. But that's what it sounded like. And so we don't play on these things. We, we dread them, but we can't plan them out. We can't protect ourselves from these things. 
you know, for a while I had this computer that whenever it did an update, it would just blue screen. Like everybody who works with computers dreads the, the horrendous blue screen. And I knew on the other computer upstairs, whenever I knew that Windows did an update, well, I was preparing myself to come downstairs, walk around the corner, boom, there was my blue screen waiting for me. And so, you know, these things we can't really plan for. And the problems are always going to be there for us. They're always going to be hanging out. So I guess it's natural to say to ourselves, well, what do we do when these problems emerge? How do we react? How are we supposed to react? And if we can't really prevent them, if we have really no hope of preventing them, then what are we supposed to do? And you know what? I don't know the answer to that. Because I'm not a Zen Buddhist master. And maybe if I read more stuff from Zen Buddhist masters or whomever is in a far better place intellectually, spiritually, just experience-wise than me, then maybe I'll have an answer to throw at you. But I do think that the unexpected problem makes it also possible to assume that just as many unexpected things could occur to us and they might actually be positive. I mean, it would stand to reason, right? Something that comes out of the blue, something that you didn't expect, something that kind of rocks your world, something that, whoa, I didn't uh, didn't see that one coming. I got a text the other day from my good friend, Jeff, who lives in Middle Tennessee. And when we were living in East Tennessee, Jeff and I worked together at the same radio station. And Jeff is kind of like Kyle and, and Tim and Steve and, and several other people in my world, in my small handful of people that have just always stayed in touch. They've always just... We've been a part of each other's worlds, and they've always just managed to hang around, and that's that's a good thing. And, you know, periods of time go past, and we all have our life, and these things are bound to happen, where you go periods of time where you don't communicate, and then every once in a while, you get one of these things that happen, the opposite of the tree the opposite of the tooth. It feels like fudge. It feels like biting into fudge. Jeff sent me this text. I was right in the middle, just starting my paper the other morning, reading my paper. And Jeff is a very early riser, and he goes to work out every morning, like at the crack of dawn, even before the crack of dawn. And greeting me on my phone was this text. And it says, been going through old journals, Right now, reading an excerpt from 1226-2010, quote, 
drinking a cup of Cameron's intense French coffee. Matt sent me a bag. Very good. There's some things in life too good for words. End quote. Reminds me of the scene. <laughs> Reminds me of the scene in Pulp Fiction when Harvey Keitel compliments Tarantino's coffee. Oh, man. I can't tell you how much that made my day. I mean, it was just one of those unexpected things that you don't plan on. And, (laughs) I mean, really, for a couple of minutes, I just kind of sat there and just, I just allowed this unexpected text to kind of wash over me. And it just made me grateful for the unexpected. And after just such a crappy year and just a whole series of crappy things happening, and even with my tooth on the upper left kind of going, you know, with its little shiver of pain, I knew it's there. This was very uh, welcome and very unexpected. So I, I think that these unexpected things that we're so used to assigning negative and bad to can also rule in the opposite way. It reminds me of, I want to say a couple of months ago, when I was doing some work downstairs and I thought, you know, I'm going to run out and get the mail. And I went out to the mailbox and inside was a card from Tommy. And Tommy is a manager of a business that I do some work for. And inside the card was a gift card. And he says, Dear Matthew, just a brief but heartfelt note of gratitude for sharing your time and treasured talent with us. You're making significant impact on all of our platforms. However, just as importantly, you're very well respected by our entire team. I am not at all surprised, but excited about expanding your role and strengthening our friendship. Stay safe with love, Tommy. And these are the kinds of things that, again, we don't plan for, but they're the things that make our world. These are the things that make us want to show gratitude for others in our world. It makes us want to do the same. It makes us want to pass it on. It makes us want to affect others around us. Interestingly, when I was doing some work for a podcast that I do some editing for, Tommy was a guest on this podcast. And on this show, he mentioned that he enjoys (laughs) sending things through the mail to people. And... I guess I feel the same way. For a long time, 
Donna was sort of in charge of sending out the birthday cards and the anniversary cards. And in light of all of the things that have happened over the past several years, it seems that that duty has sort of been transferred over to me. So this was a new a challenge for me. It's not that I never sent thank you cards because I did. I would send them to clients and then I never sent birthday cards because I did. I sent plenty of cards to my parents and relatives. And I started to notice something when a nephew's birthday would pop up and we would send a card or sometimes in the card for nieces and nephews and grandchildren that are maybe still in high school. We would try, try in the budget to forward a small gift card of some sort to go along with that birthday card. But, but even when there wasn't a gift card assigned to it, I began to notice some of the texts that I would receive back from the nieces and the nephews and the grandchildren. And they would say, Uncle Matthew or Grandpa Matthew, which is something I still can't totally get used to. They would say, I don't can't remember the last time I received a birthday card in the mail. This rocked. Thanks so much. You know, uh, thumbs up or, you know, rock and roll horn symbols or whatever, you know. And I began to notice, like, there was this huge appreciation level for it. Like, we like emails and we like texts. And those things are just really, really commonplace. But there's still, and I agree with Tommy about this, I, I, there's still nothing that matches getting something in the mail like you can physically touch it you sort of rip open the envelope and you read the card and maybe it's like in their own handwriting i mean there's just nothing that matches that since the death of my uncle bugs late last year my cousin sandy in west virginia and i have been sharing a card back and forth I've tried to send a text to the phone, but it never goes through. And I've talked to her occasionally, but we've been in the habit of kind of sharing a card with a little update about our lives. And, and while the content of those cards still mentions Uncle Bugs, the content of those cards are just sharing just overall things that are happening in our worlds. And, and I've, I've come to really look forward to that card and I've come to really look forward to doing the same and really just nothing long not a long letter but just enough to fill the inside of the card and just to say kind of what's going on and to remind this person that you know what you're a part of my world and and you affect my world and by doing this I want to affect your world now is that Buddhist is that Catholic? Is that Judeo-Christian? I, I, I guess. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that yet. I, I, maybe I'll find out the answer and what that means. But what it means to me now is that just as I can be affected by the unexpected bad things, I can also be affected by the unexpected good things. And I guess I would want to take it a step further and say, rather than make it unexpected, why not? why not Make it so that you're actually making it a part of your life. 
making it a part of their life, like actively do the unexpected, if that makes sense. I mean, for a while, people were paying for somebody's coffee in the drive-thru, you know, paying it forward. I'm not advocating spending money, but what a brilliant idea. I mean, how nice would it be to pull up to pay the $5 for your coffee and they just hand you the coffee? And they say, well, that person ahead of you paid. They did? Yeah. They don't know me. Well, they did. They paid. I mean, there's no replacement for those things. And, you know, I think that I can be more of a catalyst for these things. And I guess we all could do that. We all can make the unexpected come from us. And so I'm really grateful for my wife's fudge. If you haven't tasted it, you should. It's just so good. Her claim, her claim is that due to her condition that maybe she's not making it with the same accuracy. And I don't know the answer to that. It still tastes pretty damn good to me. So I know how to make it. I mean, I have made it. So I want to pass on the art form. But I'm still grateful when she churns out. I'm looking at a couple of crumbs here on the table. A delicious batch of fudge. I mean, there's just really nothing like it. And I'm so grateful for that text from my friend Jeff that just right out of the blue, I got and it just brought back just not only memories, but it just it just brought back how good I feel about, you know, our friendship. And and I'm so grateful for just getting this gift card in the mail and for somebody to show their appreciation. And it seems like with people in my business that this showing of appreciation has really seemed to gone by the wayside. We're used to not getting it. And this appreciation doesn't have to be in the form of money. It doesn't have to be in the form of a bonus. It, it really can be somebody who says, you know, and that somebody can be us, that somebody can be you. That I, I just really appreciate you being on my team, or I just really like the fact that you have me on the team. And I've done that in the past, but I need to do it more. I need to be better at it. And I'm just really appreciative that my cousin, even though my Uncle Bug's death brought us together uh, sort of again, I mean, we really never had very much contact, but I'm grateful when I get that card and I just to get that update so that I, I kind of know, you know, what's going on with her and I can sort of share what's going on with me. And I'm looking over right now in the studio at the latest card and I know I'm several weeks out from responding and I need to do that. It's like the same as getting uh, an email from my friend Ron in Kentucky. It's just when I see that the email has arrived, I, I just I just feel so good. I just feel so appreciative and I just feel so grateful. And I plan out in my head when I'm going to find the time later in the week to respond to that. And so this unexpected bad stuff, yes, it sucks. Unexpected bad stuff blows. And 
we can't stop it from happening. It's going to happen again. But there can be unexpected good stuff. So let's let's put unexpected good stuff, you know, in other people's mailboxes and in other people's inbox and and just you know do battle with the bad and make the good win. I know that sounds like Star Wars, right? You know, the Death Star finally going and finally exploding. But it can work both ways. It's been three weeks since our granddaughter, Mally, passed away, and I think about her every day. And, you know, if you have all your grandchildren and you have all your treasured people... You know, toss them an extra hug. You know, show show appreciation by just saying, you know what, you just light up my world. And I just wanted to tell you that, okay? Now, you can go back to not talking to me again, okay? But I just wanted to say that. <laughs> or however your relationships work. But I know that so much of it just hasn't hit me or impacted me to, to its full extent. And I'm, I'm just... I'm going with the flow. I'm, I'm going with whatever I should be experiencing at this time. And I don't know, th you know, three weeks goes into six weeks, I know, into nine weeks, and we can't make it stop. But that's kind of where, where I am. So as fall approaches, and it won't be long, we're going to, we're going to live in the now and soak up this delicious weather. And... Try to make someone's unexpected world momentarily a good thing. So that sounds like both a challenge and a worthy thing to shoot for. So I'm going to try and do that. And in the meantime, I am grateful for you downloading and listening to yet another episode of the Gratitude Journal Podcast. Podcast.